0: Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I wanna thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbroussard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So today we conclude our preaching series on Mary. For those of you who maybe have been a part of uh, our journey thus far, we've entered into a conversation about Mary and, and her importance and how we understand her in the church, how we understand her importance, and maybe to clarify some misconceptions about what we don't believe about Mary for those of you who maybe have missed a couple of weeks or are maybe joining us for the first time, just a quick summary of what we've talked about. First week, we talked about um, the problem, the plan, and the person, how Mary, uh, Adam and Eve created a problem for humanity. When they were disobedient, when they sinned, they passed on the effects of their sin to all of us, to every generation on after them. Original sin was brought into the world. It was passed on to every generation. And the price of original sin is death. Death is a separation from God. And so in God's plan, God uses all things. And so God um, allowed this fault of Adam and Eve to bring about something even greater. His plan was to have a new Eve and a new Adam. The new Eve is Mary and the new Adam is Jesus. And they were going to bring a new creation into the world, a creation based on grace, based on God's life. This is what we call the church. The church is a vehicle for God's life to come into the world, into our lives, and to spread. So Mary, week two we talked about, how did God do it with Mary? Well, he made Mary immaculate, he made her perfect. God did not allow original sin to be passed on to Mary, so she was conceived in this world through her parents without sin. And she was preserved to be without sin all of her life. She was full of grace all of her life. There was no sin that kept her from receiving God's grace. We talked about the Immaculate Conception. We talked about the virgin birth. How Mary didn't conceive through Joseph. Mary conceived through the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus, we have this marriage, this union, this communion of God and man. Whereas Adam and Eve created separation between God and man, what God was doing in Mary was he was making, creating a communion. Jesus is fully human and fully God in one person. And so last week we talked about Mary as our mother. Well, if this is true about Mary, she's the mother of Jesus. Well, when you and I are baptized, we are baptized into the life of Jesus. We're adopted as sons and daughters of God, our Father. And Jesus talks about God, our Father, um, when he says, pray like this. Pray to my father and your father, to my God and your God, the our father. And so we understand our baptism is being brought into the life of Christ. We're grafted onto him, which makes us brothers and sisters of each other in Christ in a supernatural way. And if we are brothers and sisters, then that means we have the same mother as Jesus. From the cross, Jesus looks at John and says, behold your mother, and we understand that as Jesus giving us his mother. The mother of the church, the mother of us as brothers and sisters of Christ is Mary. She is our mother in a supernatural way, in the order of grace. I have a mother, she's here at mass, her name's Patricia, but I have a supernatural mother, her name's Mary. You, likewise, have a supernatural mother. Mary, and she's always praying for us, interceding for us. So today what we want to talk about is, yes, how do we relate to Mary? How do we understand our relationship with her? And maybe some misconceptions that we can kind of clarify. So when you have a conversation with your family members this Christmas... Maybe family members um, that maybe used to be Catholic, but are no longer Catholic, and maybe Mary is a hang-up for them. Maybe we can clarify some misconceptions so you can have maybe a better, easier conversation. Not that it's going to be easy, but at least you will be a little more confident in that conversation. So. Let's start with some misconceptions. Um, One of the misconceptions we have, and you may or may not have this handout, it may be helpful. If not, you can get one after Mass. One of the misconceptions people have is that we pray to Mary. So I want you to hear this. We don't pray to Mary, we pray through Mary. See what I did right there? Kind of rhymes. We don't pray to Mary, we pray through Mary. Say it with me. We don't pray. We pray. One more time. We pray. We don't pray. We pray. Right. So why don't we not pray to Mary? Because Mary in and of herself has nothing to give us. There's nothing that starts with Mary and ends with us. Everything Mary has has been given to her. So Mary is a channel. She's a vehicle of God's grace. She's a vessel of God's grace. Yes, she's full of grace, but that grace came through Jesus. So Mary only gives away what she receives. So what we're asking when we pray is we're praying through Mary to Jesus. Mary goes to Jesus just like we go to Jesus mary asked jesus to help her children mary asked jesus to help you and me just like um if you have a mom and you um let's say let's say you you got sick let's say you were a child let's say you were eight you were 10 you were 12 um you had an earache you had a um, just a, a bad congestion right mom i need to go to the doctor well, great. Mom takes you to the doctor, but mom's not probably, please God, going to um, send you to the doctor's off room. She's not going to wait in the waiting room so that you can have a conversation with the doc, right? No. She's going to sit in there with you. She's going she's gonna to console you. It's going to be okay. It's not going to be nothing to worry about. The doc comes in. What, what seems to be going on? Right? Jesus is the divine physician. Well, probably mom's going to help you out. Well, I I think he's got an earache. I think he's got something wrong with his stomach. I think he's got this and that, right? Mom is helping the doctor understand what's happening with the patient so that the doctor can treat the patient in the way that the patient needs. She's not doing it for them. She's helping the patient. Just like that, in a supernatural way, Mary is our mother. She intercedes for us. She speaks on behalf of us to Jesus who can help us. In order for us to understand that, we need to just understand a little bit about intercession. You already know this, but this is kind of review, right? What is intercession right there on number two? Intercession is a form of prayer or petition on behalf of other people. On behalf of other people. Hey, I got a big test today. Can you pray for me? Can you intercede for me? What are we asking? Can you ask God to direct his grace to me? Hey, um, I'm kind of, some tests didn't come back very good. I'm going to the doctor for a follow-up. Can you pray for me that it's nothing serious? Can you ask Jesus to direct his grace to me to maybe offer some healing or offer some wisdom for the doctor? I don't go to my mom and I say, hey, can you heal me? I say, no. Can you ask Jesus to heal me? Intercession is going through someone to the one person that can do anything. Jesus is the only person that gives us grace through the Father, right? Jesus says this, no one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is the the channel of grace from God given to us he's the one intercessor but we always ask God gives us beautifully uh, saints he gives us Mary he gives us people who have lived virtuous holy lives that can pray for us anyone can pray for us so intercession the effects of our intercession are completely dependent on Christ Mary's intercession, intercession of the saints, anytime we ask people to pray for us, it's always dependent upon Christ's action. Make sense? Um, number five, in the intercession, he who prays looks not only to his own interests, but to that of others even to the point of praying for those who do him harm. We see this at the wedding of Cana, Um, right? They're sitting at the table. This is Mary's importance, right? Sitting at the table and they run out of wine. It's kind of an embarrassing moment. Um, And Mary looks to Jesus that they've run out of wine. Help them, right? She's interceding on behalf of the wedding, um, the family who's putting on the, the wedding ceremony, the wedding party, right? Jesus looks to her. Um, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come, which ultimately means like the, the time of the cross hasn't come, the time where he completely pours himself out. But Mary just says, as she would, just do what he tells you, right? As a mom in that beautiful way, just do what he tells you. Do what he tells you. That's what Mary's doing when she prays for us. She's going to Jesus. She's bringing our petitions, our needs to him, and she's asking him to help us. We pray, what? Through Mary, not... Do we pray to Mary? What do we do? So clear, right? All right. So, misconception number one. Misconception number two, we worship Mary, right? All you Catholics, you have statues all over the place. The scripture says you shall not have any graven images um, around. How many of you in here, and this is, um, we're starting to not have as many of these anymore. It's because we have these wonderful phones. But how many of you have pictures of family members in and around your house? Raise your hand. Wow, how many of you don't have pictures? (laughs) Okay, because we don't print pictures anymore. But but yeah, we have pictures around our our house, right? I have pictures. um, I have pictures of my family. I have pictures of my my parents' wedding um, day. I have pictures of my grandparents, right? I have pictures because every time I see those pictures, I remember them. Some of them are living. Some of them are dead. I remember them, and and sometimes I remember the, the memories that I have of them, some good memories. And sometimes I pray for them. Right? I have pictures of my my godchildren. When I see them, I pray for them. We have pictures of saints, right? Sometimes we have statues of saints. It's an image of them, so we can remember their life, so we can remember um, the the life they lived, so that they can we can pray to them. They they um, stir up. Um, inspiration for us. We don't worship them. We don't offer sacrifice to them. We remember them. Worship is only due to God. Worship is only due to God. When it comes to Mary, we adore Mary. We don't worship her. Those are two different things. They're, they're different kinds of things. Worship is of a higher order where. In justice, we owe God worship. God created us. He's the creator. We're the creature. And creatures are called to worship the creator. They're called to offer God what is only due God, sacrifice. To Mary, we don't, we don't worship her. We don't offer her sacrifice. We do adore her. I adore my mom. I adore my dad. I adore my little nieces and nephews. But I don't worship them. And we adore Mary. And Mary, actually, there's a different um, adoration that we are due to her in degree. So this is, I was talking to Father Casey. He's so smart. Father Casey was explaining how when it comes to worship and adoration, it's a different kind of what we order. Difference in kind. But when it comes to adoration of each other, there's a different degree of adoration. So I adore my mom, but there's a a higher degree of adoration that I offer Mary, right? Because she is of the highest order. She's the most beautiful creation that God has ever made. She's the mother of our Lord. And so when it comes to worship, we don't worship Mary, we adore Mary, Okay. Make sense? Mike says it doesn't make sense. Me and Mike are going to have a tutor session after this mass next week. If you'd like to join us for further study, um, we'll talk about um, how we have images. How Just because you have an image doesn't mean you worship it. Right? Okay. Second thing. Titles of Mary. Why in the world do we have all of these different titles of Mary? Are we talking about different people? Because we can refer to Mary in different ways. Let's talk about how we understand different titles of Mary, right? Different titles of Mary, right there in number 11. One, the title may describe a place of her apparition. So um, you've heard of Our Lady of Lourdes. Well, we're talking about Mary. But we're talking about Mary who appeared at Lourdes. Where's lords, it's a particular place. It's a particular place where she appeared. No, it's an apparition, right? An apparition is when God allows our natural senses to see in a natural way something that is supernatural. So right now we're in mass and there's angels, there's saints all around us. Mary is with us, but we don't see them. We don't hear them. But God has the ability, because all things are possible with God, God has the ability to open our natural eyes to see what is supernatural, if he wanted to. In an apparition, God allows someone or a group of people to see what's already there supernaturally. Well, we just can't normally see it. The veil is lifted, so to speak. So an apparition at Lourdes, An apparition at Fatima. We would refer to that as Our Lady of Fatima. We're referring to that apparition and maybe what she said and maybe what she revealed about Jesus. A Lady of Lourdes, what she said, what she revealed. So it's it's talking about Mary, but at those particular places of her apparition. Two, a title may describe describe a theological aspect or a teaching of Mary. So, like, uh, Our Lady of the Assumption. Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception. We're talking about Mary, but these are particular parts of her life that teach us something about her and ultimately something about Jesus. It may describe Mary's life. So Our Lady of Sorrows. When we, when we talk about Our Lady of Sorrows, we're, we're reflecting on the sorrowful mysteries of her life. Her walking with Jesus, her watching him suffer, her watching him die, right? Her burying him. These are all mysteries that we're basically reflecting on when Mary grieves over the loss of her son. And maybe sometimes she grieves over our own sinfulness, right? It may describe symbolism, so like our Lady Star of the Sea. It refers to Mary, but maybe it's a particular way that we are in need of her. So uh, this is a popular devotion to mariners, right? Mariners who are um, navigating ship-going vessels, uh, ocean-going vessels. And so oftentimes they have an image, a statue of Mary on top of a, a mountain or a hill around a sea or a bay. Maybe it's a treacherous waterway. So they're looking to her to help them navigate to get home safely. It's a symbol they're praying to Mary, Mary, help me. Ask the Lord to help guide me, give me wisdom and understanding so that I can make it home to my family and friends. Just like I would ask Mary to help pray for me to navigate to my homeland, to heaven, right? Finally, it may describe a virtue of Mary, some quality of Mary. So we, we pray to uh, Mary, we pray through Mary. <laughs> Yeah, you know, caught that. <laughs> All right, it's an understanding, right? So I would never say I pray to my mama, right? Or I pray to my daddy, but we kind of get caught up in the semantics. I pray to Mary. No, no, it's the same thing. I, I ask mom, mom pray for me. Dad, pray for me. Cousin, pray for me. Mary, pray for me. Right? Just that subtle distinction. Finally, may describe a virtue of Mary. So the immaculate heart of Mary. That's a quality of Mary. She has a pure heart. So, I want a pure heart, right? So, qualities of Mary. Finally, let's talk about devotions. Let's wrap this thing up. Devotions to Mary. We all have different devotions to Mary. Some of us uh, look at other people and see their different devotions to Mary. Some of us pray the rosary. Some of us pray novenas. Um, Some of us, um, we have maybe statues at home that help us enter into Mary and her mystery. Um... We have different prayers that we pray through Mary, too. Um, It's important to distinguish um, a devotion um, does not um, give us grace. What do I mean by that? The sacraments impart the grace of God to us. Um, In order for you and us to become holy... We need the grace of God. Grace is God's life given to us, the supernatural grace, right? When I go to the sacraments, the sacraments directly give me the grace of God. Each sacrament gives me the life of God for a particular purpose, baptism brings me into the life of god confession heals my sins and strengthens me in areas of weakness confirmation imparts like the strength of the holy spirit when i go to the sacrament i'm always going to get the grace of god with the devotion when i'm praying my rosary i'm not receiving the grace of god it's incapable of doing that but it can open me up for the grace of god It can dispose my heart and my mind to receive grace, just like prayer. When I go to prayer, prayer doesn't give me grace. Only God can give me grace. But prayer opens me up to God who can give me grace. So when you you pray your devotions, it's important that we understand it doesn't take the place of mass. It doesn't take the place of sacraments. But it can lead me to the sacraments. It can lead me to the Lord. The church has always taught that the, the rosary is the most, like one of the most powerful uh, tools we have in the spiritual battle of life. And it's important that we pray them because it, it directs our mind, it directs our thoughts, it directs our energy to God through Mary. The enemy flees from Mary. So it's important to understand that our devotions are just ways for us to connect with God. And we connect through our devotions. We have devotions to different saints. Uh, we're asking their intercession. Okay. Hopefully, you have heard in all of our conversation that Mary is important. But Mary has her proper place. Mary's not God, she's a vessel of God, she's an instrument given to us to help us get to heaven she's an instrument that helped God come down to earth she's an instrument to help us get to heaven she wants us to be with her and her son forever in heaven she loves us she prays for us she always points to heaven and wants to help us get to heaven so Mary Mother of God, pray for us.